Hello, everyone. You have tuned into a segment of That Girl, Jenna Kurosawa's Wires, which is our Weekend in Review expanded show. We're going over this past week, July 4th, 2022 through July 9th, 2022, all of our Monday well-being discussions, business tech talk discussion, and Friday's social causes. So this past Monday was the 4th of July. So happy belated 4th of July. And we went over a very, very powerful segment titled The Five Powerful Patriot Prayer Pointers from the book Prayer, Faith, and Healing. So that's the first segment that we're going to do a quick overview. Following that is coming from our great book, Crucial Conversations. We're in Chapter 9, Move to Action. And that was for our Wednesday's business and tech talks. And then just yesterday, Social Causes Friday, as we went over the puzzlement of distribution from chapter three, part two, in the book, Forces of Habit, Drugs, and the Making of the Modern World. So that is our quick intro. I am your host, that girl, Jenna Kirasoa. At any point in time you're consuming this content, I can only hope you're doing well. And I thank you for your time and appreciate you being here with us. Okay, so let's just get straight into it. Now we're in segment one for our Monday well-beings discussion. Again, 4th of July, 2022. So the major, major talking points for this one titled The Five Powerful Patriot Prayer Pointers from Prayer, Faith, and Healing. So the first one we talked about was prayer of praise and worship followed by private prayer. The third one was prayer of release Number four, prayer with the saints, and number five, silent prayer. So again, a quick overview over these talking points right here. The power of praise and worship that can be through singing, focusing all of our emotions and energy on praising God, despite the circumstances that we're going through. Psalm 51 was a great example, and they remind us, encouraging us, the authors and contributors, to give God the praise and glory despite circumstances. It'll help uplift your spirits, put things in perspective, and lead you on the path of healing. So private prayer is an opportunity to talk with God, you and him alone, and just letting him hear your thoughts in an intimate, private way. It's good to pray in public with other people and other like believers, but there's no reason why you cannot pray in private. Jesus prayed in private several times, so that's the example, and that's what we're encouraged to do. Prayer of release is so important. Um, oftentimes, a lot of medical problems and physical ailments is rooted in unaddressed um, tension, stress, trauma, hanging on to resentment, anger, embitterment. All of that can affect our hearts, um, cause autoimmune disorders, and just different ailments in the body. So the prayer of release is just allowing us to let go of the anger, the hurt, the sadness, and there's a steps are very very um powerful steps that they offer to perform different prayers of release like literally giving all of these things to god lifting them up in prayer to him so if you want to check that out we have the links attached here and that was again from 4 july 2022 of our monday well-beings and then after that number four was prayer with the saints so if you don't have a person in physical that you can pray with or a prayer partner even though we know um, believers know that we can pray directly to the Father. You know, we can pray in the name of Jesus. That's been displayed throughout the book. The prayer of the saints is more of a, a spirit of companionship. When we think about other people who have come before us that have done great and mighty works, 
through the um, power of Jesus Christ, the power of God and the Holy Spirit working through these lives. It offers us a great sense of encouragement and companionship. The Virgin Mary has been one of the more noted saints. It's uh, oftentimes many religious people are accused of praying to her and idolizing her, which can be very problematic. These authors here emphasize the importance of her life and reflecting on her as being a great example and a person to look up to and aspire to. So we need to pray to God directly first. And we might go, as one of the authors say, to a shrine or somewhere where a saint um, can be remembered or an altar place that you have. And it's essentially not praying to the person, but praying in memory and in spirit of encouragement to support you in doing a hard time. If these other people can go through it, if God can deliver them, they can deliver me as well. So that's what you're supposed to be focusing on. Not so much the, um, I want to pray to this person to pray on my behalf. It's, um, no, you're praying to God and in the spirit of support with another person. So that's the prayer of the saints. And then silent prayer. This one might be a little bit difficult for people if you're not used to silence, but they say um, one of the best ways to start is just quietly meditating. We talked about mindfulness and the Christian meditation, and that is not to blank out your mind, but essentially just to have it focused on a, a short prayer or a song. Um, there's different little Our Fathers or Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. That's why a lot of Catholics use prayer beads to help them focus and concentrate. Each one represents um, either a particular prayer or a certain amount of things you're supposed to say or recite. So these things are, are designed to help you stay focused in your prayer life and having moments of quiet, allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you, for you to hear. And when we say hear things, you may not hear a voice, um, which you should feeling, which the experience you should be having is clarity, the ability to think better and focus your mind um, offering peace and comfort as you're going through a hardship or trial. So all these together, again, from our Monday well-beings discussions through the book, Prayer, Faith, and Healing, the five powerful patriot prayer pointers, and I'll read them off one more time for you. So prayer of praise and worship, private prayer, prayer of release, prayer with the saints, and silent prayer. All right, so let's keep going. We are now going through our Wednesday's Business Tech Talks discussions. We're currently in the book, Crucial Conversations. The chapter for nine, um, the chapter for this week is in chapter nine. This was recorded on Wednesday, 6 July, 2022. We went through pages 161 through 178. And the title of this one was called Move to Action, How to Decide. So this one was, um, very, very lengthy, great information. So the three major talking points for this book chapter was how to decide the four methods of decision-making and then four important questions you must ask. And then the third one was decision-making blunders and solutions. So quickly, quick overview. We have the link in the description for the entire blog and also the video and audio podcast if you just want to listen to audio. But a lot more information quickly though. We need to ask ourselves how to decide methods of decision making. And the authors wanted to emphasize here, and I think it's worth mentioning, dialogue is not the same as decision making. So what you really need to do to avoid violated expectations is explain to people that when you're having a conversation, the, the majority of the book is talking about how we can 
get into heated discussions without the heated part. Like there's going to be times where there's going to be difficult things you have to figure out in life. So this book is helping you to communicate more effectively. After you get to the point where everyone can talk and feel safe and get all the information out, next is the how to decide what we're going to do with all the information. So again, to emphasize dialogue is not the same as decision making. You have to essentially decide to decide. So with segment two, this one's a little bit lengthy, but there are four methods of decision-making that they've been able to categorize for us very effectively, which is the command decisions, consult, vote, and consensus. And then the four questions you need to ask before you use one of those decisions tactics is who cares, who knows, who must agree, and how many people involved. And these questions are important because you need to figure out who really wants to be involved with the decision making? If you're working in a corporate meeting and you're, or we have a lot of peers, or you're a teacher with a lot of students, or you have a lot of children, or a lot of family members, the important thing is to first figure out who really cares about this mission that we're trying to figure out, try to fix the problem. And then who knows? Who actually has information that's valuable, important? Who are the experts? Who has to agree? Is it just for the parents to decide? Is it just for the bosses? Is it for everyone that has to decide? And then how many people? And they recommend the least amount of people involved, but you still want to make a good choice with most people involved with making for looking out for the best interest in ever for everyone. So least amount of people for decision making, but a lot of information from everyone's input. And then the segment three section was talking about different ways to help you avoid problems and tools and tips. So just like different do's and don'ts for con consult consultations. And that one is very important where you need to tell people up front that, yes, we're going to be talking with you, but it does not necessarily mean that you're going to have a final say. Um, it's a lot of compromise, give and take. When you have to make a consensus choice, that's everyone must agree. Tips about taking a vote. You shouldn't take a vote just to, you know, get something over with. It still needs to be very thorough. Taking a vote is more effective when people aren't going to be too upset with their, if their vote isn't won or hasn't been casted, not cast it if their vote their selection isn't selected they're not going to have a meltdown it's not going to be the end of the world so you have to be very careful which tactics you employ and who again is going to be involved how many people and what do they have to um to contribute but very very important though in any of these ultimately is the accountability aspect and this is where this book is going to be continuing helping people to follow through. So after you learn how to communicate, you need to follow through. And that's, again, coming from chapter nine, our book, Crucial Conversations for our Wednesday Business and Tech Talks. The full blog with the video and podcasts is available. So check that out, please. Okay, so for our Social Causes Fridays, that was, again, this past Friday, just yesterday. So 8 July 2022, we are currently going through the book Forces of Habit, Drugs in the Making of the Modern World. We are in Chapter 3, Part 2. We broke this up into two sections because there's a lot of information in history. Needed to make sure that we were very thorough and got access to as much information as possible, being able to deliver it clearly for you. So with the first segment, we talked briefly um, in this one about the European distribution engine undesirable cosmetic effect, logistical drawbacks, the morale around the hallucinogens, coping with life, the hellish environment. And the quote that I 
used from the author, plainly put, these were people who could use a drink or a smoke. That was a quick overview from the first part of chapter three. Reasons why certain drugs were cash commodities worldwide and why other ones stayed or remained regional. So we went through the second portion yesterday for our Social Causes Fridays. So the three major talking points from this segment though, in understanding why certain drugs were worldwide commodities and wasn't. <clears throat> the first segment was the future of regional plants. Second was environmental consequences. And then three, the geographic continuum of drug use. There are certain controlled substances that have remained in certain parts of the world and they're still coming out and we're still being introduced. The herbal supplement movement has helped bring popularity. But one of the very, very interesting aspects and contributing factors to what um, prohibited or stopped certain movement of certain controlled substances was essentially the environmental damages. So when you have um, what they would call wet desert, which is land with thin soil and the erosion to the soil from the ash after burning the crops or burning the forest down and the different procedures that they did to manufacture these drugs if there was heavy rains, unfortunately, they would cause flash flooding and resulting in mudslides burying villages. So stash and burn cultivation of certain drugs also depleted the soil of nutrients. They were replacing the psychedelic or psychoactive crash, um, cash crops, and they were replacing those with, um, instead of producing food and staples for livelihood, it was being replaced with these controlled substances. So that was causing problems to small communities and farmers. Um, so that was probably part of the issue, why some of these things didn't expand or why they were kind of slowed down or production halted is causing lots of problems. There's a quote on page 64 worth quoting and repeating. Critics accuse British American tobacco for foistering bright tobacco cultivation on hug hungry peasantry Company officials themselves profess concern about abandonment of soybeans, grains, and other food crops. And in addition to that, segment three, the geographic continuum of drug use. So now we have, in competition with the natural plants, the synthetics, um, factory-made pharmaceutical-type drugs. So a quick quote right here on page 66, interestingly enough. Psychiatry is biological turn and a rise of cosmetic pharma, oh, psycho, sorry, psychopharmacology, the prescription of profitable new drugs to fine tune mood and improve performance, assure the continued introduction of clean synthetic alternatives to natural drugs. And eventually these all made their way to the dark drug underworld as well. So social causes Fridays, again, we were in chapter three Forces of habit, drugs in the making of the modern world. We were in the puzzlement of distribution. So that is pretty much it. I think following next Friday, we're not gonna be in this book. We'll be doing more commentary on what's going on in current era, what's happening in our world versus what was happening back then, back in the day. Can we learn anything from the mistakes? Are we doing any better? Are we improving or are we doing worse? So questions to always ask if you are a drug user, whether it's caffeine, sugar, tea, coffee, um, coca, cocaine, opium, and all the other good stuff, spirits, alcohol, or wine, 
if you use any of those, the question is always, why do you use these? Um, what is your motivation? Has it, is it helping you? Is it hindering you? How is it contributing to society? And as we learned in um, segment two of this, environmental consequences, is it worth it? So we're gonna be analyzing that a little bit more, but with that, let me go ahead and wrap up all these wires and give you a quick conclusion and let you guys go. All right, everyone. So to quickly wrap up and tie all these different loose ends together, all these random wires, let's quickly go over what we've discussed this past week. This week goes by very fast. And also it's worth mentioning, this is our fifth episode for JC's Wires, which is again, stands for Nanak Harrison's Week in Review, Expanded Show, Podcasts and Blog Series. So it takes um, pretty much all of our major talking points into a comprehensive blog with the links. So if you don't want to go searching through everything, just look for a wires link and it'll give you a quick overview of what we discussed. And you'll have the podcast as well to reference, or you can go over the notes, try to give you guys as many different ways to get the information, different formats. We also do short three minute TikTok videos over each of these book series that we do. There's about three videos per segment. So if you want a quick little video, go check that out on Twitter. Sorry, not Twitter, TikTok. I do have tweets on Twitter as well. But so let's go ahead and wrap this up, though. I'm sure a lot of you guys are anxious to see what are we, how can we tie all these loose ends together? So Monday again, well-beings, five powerful patriot prayer pointers. So the prayer of prison worship, private prayer, prayer of release, prayer of the saints, and silent prayer. All very, very effective things that we can do every single day at any point. We can go quietly pray. We can ask the Lord to guide us, um, keep a state in mind with us. We can ask for a release and we can praise God in any circumstances because with segment two, our business and tech talks discussion, crucial conversations move to action. We're talking about here in chapter nine, after we have all of our ideas put out, let's say you're in a contentious argument with someone or you've got a rebellious teenager or an, um, some kind of difficult circumstance at work with a boss. So you've got into a deep, detailed, crucial conversation. Everyone feels comfortable. Everyone feels great. Let's say before you even got into the conversation, though, you spent a little bit of time having con contemplative prayer or mindfulness and meditation. And you spent time praising, worshiping God, and you had prayers of release. You got into a better mind to this. And very important to meditate and get your emotions in check before you enter in a crucial conversation. So let's say, for example, you did take all the tips from Monday, and then on a Wednesday, you got into a discussion. So it helps you learn how to make decisions based off of all the information. And then finally, we can incorporate these two important books with the third one, which is the Social Causes Friday's discussions that we are in. The understanding of drug use, what it has done to communities and societies from the 14th century up until now. Even we, we, we've discussed the, the crisis of overdose, the homelessness, the um, complete despair, younger and younger generations getting addicted. And it doesn't seem as if anything's changed in our society. Have we learned anything? So we are gonna probably be entering in a lot more of these difficult conversations with our family and loved ones as we're trying to understand why they can't stay sober or why they don't 
um, even want to talk to you, or if you are a person who's on drugs, you don't want to talk to your family, praying that these different resources here will be beneficial to you. So if you don't have the time to sit here and listen to an entire segment or you don't want to read everything, hop over on TikTok, click on a quick link, do a quick browse or a skim, try to get some of these information, tips and tools into your head. Because as the years continue on, um, we need to continue discussing our history, understanding what's happened in the past, especially as parents. Um, there's so many different ways that children are getting access to these things. And not necessarily, we're not going to argue whether or not they're good or bad. That's up for you to decide. But here's tools and information where you can use to navigate these difficult conversations and finding different ways to understand people around you. So definitely spend a lot of time in prayer and meditation, learn better communication skills and study our history and figure out what's going on in our current world today. So with that, I've been your host, that girl, Jenna Kirasoa. Thank you so much for any person who's tuned in or listened. Um, definitely appreciate the support and we hope that you get something from these. And as always, thank you and God's peace.